This podcast is brought to you by Online Retailer, Australia's leading retail tech conference, expo and networking organisation. Recorded at the Online Retailer Conference in 2016, here we chat with world-class digital leaders to bring you industry insights, practical examples and actionable ideas from our incredible community of retail renegades, marketing masters and creative entrepreneurs who all want to do retail business big. We want to extend the conversation after the event and to keep exploring where the future meets retail. So let's talk shop. Hi, and welcome to the Online Retailer Podcast. My name's Kylie Lewis. Um, And for this podcast, I have the great pleasure of having Anna Kismet join us. Anna is the head of digital for T2. Welcome, Anna. Thank you, Kylie. It's, uh, it's great to be here and uh, what an amazing event, yeah. I say. And it's only day one and I can see amazing things to come and day two. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, fantastic to be here. Terrific. Now, for those listeners that might not know what T2 does or who T2 is, would you mind just giving them a bit of a rundown about that? Yeah. And then um, what you do as head of digital there and, and actually then how you came to be there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, T2 T, um, we are tea merchants. We do everything uh, from tea tools and brewing tools to uh, teas and teawares. We have about 200 plus types of teas, anything you can imagine from white tea to green tea, oolongs, blacks, flavors, matches. You know, I can go on and on. Uh, there is, it's a world of tea out there. Um, we've actually been around for about 20 years in Australia. Mm. Started in Melbourne, um, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those success stories where you start in someone's backyard 20 years ago and then you grow into the uh, multinational company. We actually now have presence in three countries and about to push out into Southeast Asia. So great success. Uh, we love IT and uh, I feel very privileged working at T2 uh, because I'm yet to meet the customer that doesn't like us, yes. which is such a refreshing thing um, to to such a refreshing situation to be in, uh, especially in a retail environment. And those customers that do have feedback, it's usually very uh, constructive and always for the love of brand. They mm. always want to see us succeed and they want us to get better. Mm. So, so you have um, you have physical stores as well as selling online. Yes, that's right. So we've got uh, 60 stores uh, in Australia uh, and we have an online channel. So we are in the process of redeveloping it and, and replatforming it actually with uh, Demand Wearing Alien. Uh, and May the force very, be with you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. We have very aggressive uh, targets and very ambitious um, target, I would yeah. say. So um, you're head of digital. Yes. So is that project sitting underneath your That's correct. Remit? Yeah. So uh, my remit is really around growing the e-com channel uh, as, a, as a channel of revenue. Mm-hmm. So uh, obviously, we never want to compete with retail. Uh, everything that we do starts with our stores. So my challenge is to grow the e-com sales uh, whilst maintaining the brand positioning so we never discount we're really a premium experiential retailer of you know tea merchant um and yeah we we really don't want to compete with our stores because our stores is our single biggest um asset that we have Mm -hmm. and actually coming from the econ background i can tell you that i am in love with our stores and i think uh, to see our stores succeed is to see our e-com channel succeed. Mm. Absolutely no doubt in my mind because mm. it all starts with that first interaction with a team member, smelling our tea, experiencing the flavor of our tea. 
And then it's up to us to take it up and convert them into a ongoing tea drinker mm. and the person who then buy conveniently online. Yeah. If only the internet was smellable. Oh, if only. <laughs> because prior to teacher, you you were working in you know lots of other digital mm. yeah. um, projects. But can you give us a little well, bit? Well, um, just 25 in, words or less yeah. of your digital history. Well, <laughs> immediately prior to T2, it was all about uh, you know shopping centers. And uh, actually, this was my, uh, I was very curious about how people use technology in physical environments and I always felt like you know technology for the sake of technology and the screen it's not really what I'm about and what customers are about so I spent the year working at vicinity centers which is shopping center operators and um, their own things like Emporium at Chatston and Chatswood Chase so quite a few uh, shopping uh, centers and prior to that I was a target I was a head of digital marketing at target so this is where I'd say I'd cut my retail teeth Mm -hmm. and I've learned maybe what not to do in the retail world and how dangerous it could be to really commoditize your product Mm. and uh, so yeah that's kind of briefly yeah was this pizza somehow also in there Pizza, Pizza Hut, yes. Uh, back in the year was 2005. <laughs> oh my God, that sounds really terrible because I sound quite old. Uh, but yeah, I, I was the one that launching, so obviously it's part of the agency at the time. So I was a technologist back in my early years and I was an executive producer on the first online ordering uh, platform for Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was all about web services gateways and interacting integrating with point of sale and ticketing and legacy databases there was a lot of technology and, and technical work and a lot of flash front end so for uh, you know it was a year of uh, or the era of flash interfaces pre-iphone pre-iphones yeah yeah, yeah. iphone put a stop to that yeah. nonsense yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah so coming from a technology background and i kind of felt like i need to move away and i want to i see people in in physical spaces and do what they do best and what they do best now is interact with technology and we can never teach them new tricks mm-hmm. you know i uh, i remember thinking to myself years and years ago that you know let's say 10 years ago as marketers and technologists they would put something in front of the customer and they would teach them how to use it and there was this whole concept of only early adopters will take this up remember this whole concept of early adopters yes. now actually customers are the early adopters now in a lot of cases marketers and companies are the ones that follow the consumer yeah they're falling behind um, habits yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly so you mentioned the um the straddle between protecting um on you know the, the physical store and in supporting mm. this physical store mm. but having the responsibility of growing your online mm online store as well and growing the e-commerce so how do you how do you straddle that where do you where do you start with handling that dichotomy so i I think i started with with recognizing uh the weaknesses and and dangers the e-com channel in the world of tea and uh, i was just saying in my presentation that i spent quite a long time when i started at tea so just being in the store and seeing what what goes on you know why do people love tea so much um, and then just, you know, uncovering the product truths and brand truths that I can leverage to drive the e-com revenue. And really the four things that stood out for me is, uh, you know, the first thing, and I think most important thing is that tea is a, is a commodity, right? Like everyone drinks tea, uh, they drink it in the morning and maybe after dinner. Uh, and 75% of purchases of tea happen in shopping centers, I mean, supermarkets, Woolies and Coles, we're not there. So we are a commodity, but not a very convenient commodity. But we are focused on tea 
which is flavor and quality and the experience and the experimentation of tea, because we are all about tea done differently. So how do you then reconcile those two truths and turn it into the e-com channel um, revenue? And if you think about subscription as a model where the experience sat in store, where you taste the array of teas that you like from the greens and whites to maybe blacks and your Earl Grey's and, and chamomile after dinner treats. Um, and then you convert a customer to a subscription customer. And then every three months, um, we, from the e-com side of things, will fill a beautiful package to them with their selection of teas. So it starts off with the whole idea of experimentation and experience, and then it ends with convenience that e-com is so perfectly positioned to deliver. Yeah. So um, so starting, so there was four things that you mentioned. So teas, yeah. that idea of tea as a commodity. Yeah. Where else? Oh, do you the go? second, the second, well, you know, one of the other odd things, and it's really, it's pure observation. Um, you know, I think the stat that um, we have uncovered was about 40, 42% of customers exclusively buy T2 for others because T2 is a perfect gift because, you know, everyone loves to receive T2 gift and everyone feels very special giving it as well. So it's a, it's a bit of a, you know, status um, gift. So, you know, with teas, it's, it's easy, right? I mean, when you buy a dress for someone, it's so easy to package it up and send it overseas and no worries, you know? but try wrapping up a teapot. It is incredibly difficult. And so a lot of the times, you know, like I was, I, I, I stood there in the shop floor and I saw customers coming in and picking up a teapot and saying, oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. And my mom would love it. She lives in Brisbane, right? Maybe next time when I'm traveling to see my mom, I'll pop in and I'll buy it and I'll give it to her because she would love it. That next time may never come, you know. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity, absolutely. So the role of the e-com in that, in the context of the in-store moment that the customer picks something up, it's actually working with the team members, with the retail team to say to them, actually, we ship anywhere in the world. And here's what our packaging looks like. It arrives in this beautiful black and box. And it is amazing. Uh, thank you. I Instagrammed a present thank that you. I was given with the wrapping. It was amazing. <laughs> mm. It is something that we're known for. Mm. In fact, last Christmas, yes. I remember seeing people coming in and asking our stores to sell them their wrapping paper. Yeah. Our wrapping paper. Because yeah. it is so, you know, we are famous for it. So, again, looking at the e-com channel as a supplement to the experiences that happen in in store mm. so it is absolutely true that people send gifts around at christmas time imagine when you have to line up at australia post for 20 minutes prior to that you also have to make sure that you package it okay and then you have to hope that australia post will deliver it in time mm. and it won't and it be damaged is. yes exactly <laughs> and so we can answer all of those concerns and we can actually um deliver on that um, experience for the customer so working with the in-store sales mm team yeah. to encourage e-commerce conversions yeah. and uh, you know is there I've, I've been in situations mm-hmm. where you know each store has its own budget yeah, and there, there's that kind of tension between yeah. you know the, the straddling of mm. you know meeting the individual target for yeah. the store and but also providing the best outcome for mm. the client you know for yeah. the customer as well what do you how do oh, you, you you are you are absolutely right Kylie because uh, it's one of those things where you know, what's in it for me? I'm a store manager. I have my daily target, which our stores do as well. And if a customer comes in, am I going to push to e-com? Probably not. Mm-hmm. And so I think it is definitely in our case an education, an ongoing partnering up mm-hmm. and, and taking our show on the road, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I constantly talk to our teams 
pretty much on a monthly basis to kind of say, here's how we can do this and here's what's in it for you. Mm. Because you would lose this transaction anyway in mm. most cases. We're not saying, you know, don't buy now, buy online. Mm. It's for the customer that has a need, mm. right? There's a need of the customer that you as a team member cannot fulfill at this particular point in time. Mm. And if we stand for being delivering the best experience that we could deliver in the retail space, mm. satisfying every need of the customer, is what we need to strive for. Mm. And if the customer wants to send the teapot to Brisbane, we need to enable them to do so. Mm. So it's really not about, you know, who books the sale. And, you know, I'm sure that, you know, as we mature and we're starting to um, see a closer working relationship between retail and digital, uh, there's going to be conversations, not just in T2, but anywhere, everywhere in retail, where attribution of sales, Mm. you know, I mean, the channel attribution is absolutely in in Mm. our future, I have Mm. no doubt. Uh, but ultimately, it's all about what the customer wants mm. and putting that product in their hand yeah. or in the hand of, in this case, someone that they send this as a gift. Yeah. And that attribution is so important when you can start talking to store staff mm. about the amount of traffic that's mm. coming to the website or the emails that have gone mm. out, yeah. um, you know, and the spike that you mm. can see as a result right. of that digital marketing. And celebrating. And celebrating. Celebrating yeah. those successes. I think that's the most powerful thing that you can do mm. because it's like demystifying and celebrating the successes of digital mm. with the retail team. Mm. I found the most powerful tool that we have. Mm. Well, certainly yeah. in the world of T2. Yeah, and it's yeah. absolutely been my experience as mm. well. And um, and supporting, you know, supporting that web traffic also to find mm. stores. You know, mm. we know oh. the, the stats are out there about how much pre-research is mm. done bef- online right. before yeah. a, a person actually walks into a store and converts and um, exactly. showrooming and reverse showrooming and the whole kind of thing. Yeah, yeah you're, you're absolutely right. And I think for us, it's even more important in now emerging new markets. So we've got a few stores in the UK, a couple of stores in the US and so we are not well known we're not in every Westfield you know we're not easy to come by so driving desirability through digital channels and then driving people to our website to discover the nearest store that's a job to be done mm. and this is something that we can actually help stores mm. and I think you have a have a loyalty program yes we do yeah T yeah. Society yeah, yeah. Um, you know b- building that in mm. that gives the store staff a reason mm. to to recruit customers into you know, loyal um, subscribers or advocates of the mm. business that then, you know, comes back to them through, exactly. you know, the digital marketing that sits behind mm. running a loyalty program. Yeah, you're absolutely form. right. Yeah. yeah. So how, how do you, do, what, do you have any tips for her, um, get, you know, growing that, that base? So I think our CRM or our, our loyalty program is a, it's a, it's a separate subject of conversation. And I think I can talk about it for another hour. Yeah. But I think um, in short, I mean, we are actually thinking about repositioning our platform, uh, our um, T-Society proposition. Um, it's kind of driven out of the need to create those special moments that people have with tea. So it's not really all about, you know, you spend a dollar and you get a point, which is a foundation of a loyalty program at the moment. But it's also about the special exclusive experiences so invitation to the events surprise and delight moments so it's again everything is for the for the sake of the customer mm-hmm. i think we you know there's a lot been you know there's a lot of conversation right now in, in the industry around customer centricity and uh, i the other day i picked up a book that was published uh, a few years back um, about t2 and the very first couple of pages talk about how customers at the center and the tea drinker is at the center of everything we do. And I think, obviously, the CRM and our loyalty program is fundamental for us to maintain that brand 
ethos that we have, mm-hmm. which is all about the three minutes and conversation and the three minutes that it takes to make a perfect cup of tea. Mm. Yeah, and thank goodness for tea to um, help deal with <laughs> stressful digital situations. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> nothing, is, nothing is insurmountable if you have a beautiful cup of tea well, in your hand. That's absolutely right. <laughs> so if you haven't gotten yourself into a tea to, tea to store um, or purchased online, they, they have fabulous, beautiful sample packs that mm. you could send yourself a gift. That's you, exactly right. And you can treat yourself. Absolutely, treat exactly. yourself. We, we don't yeah. do that um, enough. And um, I've definitely known good cups of tea to get me through some tough times Fantastic. when I've been at the forefront. Hopefully, it's going to be a lot more cups of tea to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it certainly is. Well, thank you so much for sharing some insights um, about how you know straddling that um, online experience and supporting online growth and in-store um, customers as well. I really thank appreciate you. your time. Thank you very much. Thanks, Anna. Thanks for listening. If you've loved what you've heard today, make sure you're subscribed at onlineretailer.com.au to be the first to know about Australia's best e-commerce events.